0: Hello and welcome to Teach, Pray, Saver, a blog, a devotional, and now a podcast. When we gather, I hope we can explore scripture in a practical way, that we can find hope, and that we can apply God's word to our lives. If you're new here, I'm Allie, just a girl with a dream of reaching people with the gospel. I don't have all the answers, but I know the one true answer, and his name is Jesus. Let's find what Jesus has for us today in scripture and pray for His Spirit to guide our steps as we walk this journey of life together. Hello and welcome to Teach, Pray, Saver. I hope that you can get a cup of coffee or a cup of hot tea and just enjoy this time sitting and relaxing in God's presence and learning about what He has for us to do today. Today I offer you a challenge that many of us need to hear. So let's first go to the scripture and learn about what Jesus said. Matthew 6, verses 5-15 through And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, They have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. There are many devotions on prayer out there, And there are many people who make a list of do's and don'ts when it comes to prayer. But here, I want us to look at prayer as what it is, without a list of how to do it perfectly. Prayer is our communication with God. Prayer is about relationship. I want you to think of a person you love deeply here on earth. Someone that you're in relationship with. This could be a spouse, a friend, or a family member. And as you think of them, I want you to answer these questions. Do you love them any less if you don't talk to them every day? Do you prefer to talk to them frequently or every day? Do you feel more connected when you talk frequently? Do you understand their actions better when you talk frequently? If they did something you didn't like, would you stop talking to them? Now when I ask this question, it does not include acts of abuse, but simple things. They just get on your nerves. Or they do something that hurts your feelings. You see, many of us have this idea that if we don't talk to God every single day, he will somehow love us less. And we decide to pray based on fear of him not loving us. God doesn't love us any less if we don't talk to Him every day. But our lives are abundantly better when we do consistently talk to Him. He wants us to talk to Him, to listen to Him, to spend time with Him. But I don't believe He has a timer set for each of us to see how long we pray. First Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. Prayer isn't meant to be a habit that you check off your list every day. It's meant to be a lifestyle. When we make prayer a lifestyle and not just a habit, we invite God into every part of our lives. We feel more connected to Him and we understand His actions better. We can trust in Him more because we start to learn who He is. You can read man-made books about Him and talk about God all you want but nothing will replace praying and spending time in His Word. When we are praying, we don't run away wounded if God allows something to happen that we don't like. Instead, we know the safest place is in His arms, and we run to Him. In 2 Samuel 24, 14, David understands that even when we have made the Lord angry, His hands are still the safest place to be. David knew what it was like to live a lifestyle of prayer. Recently, I have come across two resources that have really convicted me about my prayer life. The first is the book called Draw the Circle Prayer Challenge. It's by Mark Batterson. And the second is The Church of the City, New York's Prayer Room. Draw the Circle Prayer Challenge book is just a phenomenal devotion that takes you through a 40-day challenge of explaining prayer and the different types of prayer. It took me way longer than 40 days to read it, but it started changing how I look at prayer. When I came across the Church of the City's prayer room, I was convicted. Now, I don't know this church personally, and I don't know all of their doctrine, but this I do know. They understand that prayer is important. They have an online prayer room where people can join. And they have at least three hours of prayer times scheduled each weekday. Three hours. When I saw that, I was hit in the gut spiritually. They spend their weekdays praying at least three hours. Each hour is spent on a different type of prayer. Some is intercession for the lost. Some is intercession for the medical workers or leaders. Some is praying scripture. Some is praying repentance. They tithe their time to God. Now please don't mistake me. I don't believe that God will let them into heaven any faster than anyone else because they pray for three hours a day. I also don't believe that God hears their prayers better because they spend that amount of time in prayer. But I do believe they have more peace, more hope, more joy, and even more trust in God in their life because they are spending that time communicating with Him. Prayer is a way of living Today's challenge is not that you pray five more minutes a day, or that you would pray three or more hours a day. The challenge today is to start working on your mindset about prayer, and find a way to start adding more of it into your life. Here are some ideas to get you started. One, pray scripture. Sometimes we don't have the words, but God always does, and Psalms is a great place to start. Two, set a trigger to remind you to talk to God, not as a legalistic practice, but we are human and sometimes we need to be reminded. These triggers could be an alarm or a set reaction to a daily stimulus that already happens, like every time you walk through a doorway, every time you get a drink of water, or every time you see God's creation. When these triggers that you have set happen, pause for just a moment and talk to God. It could be as simple as a thank you, Lord, or a longer, complicated prayer. Number three, take a prayer walk. Number four, pray in a different position. If you usually stand, kneel. If you usually sit, walk. Number five, pray with someone. Have an accountability partner. Number six, pray with a different level of voice. If you usually pray in your head, pray out loud. If you usually pray loudly, try whispering a prayer. Number seven, journal your prayers. I actually think this is a really important thing because we often forget and we so easily forget the requests that we have given to God that he has answered. When you write them down and look over them later, you remember just how faithful he is in times of need and in times of happiness. No matter where we are in our prayer life, we should never be satisfied. The more we have of Jesus, the more we want. The more we understand who he is, the more we understand our desperate need of him. Lord Jesus, thank you for the ability to come boldly before your throne to make our petitions known to you. Thank you for listening to our cry and for talking to us. Thank you for your peace, your joy, and your presence. Help us to change our mindsets about prayer. Help us to see it not as a to-do list, not a habit that we have to get done every day, but as a way to communicate to you and with you, hearing your voice and telling you our needs and wants. Thank you that we know that the closer we move to you, the closer you move to us. May we learn to rely on you. In Jesus' name, amen.